listening to the Do You Care podcast. This podcast is sponsored by HV Care, a club at HVRST. For more student-ran podcasts and digital content, visit hvspn.com. We want to make the disclaimer that none of us are professionals, and opinions or perspectives expressed in this podcast are not the school's official stance on the topic. We are just students, like many of you who are listening, who are passionate about social justice and are interested in discussing current events. Hey everyone! Hi! Hey! How's everyone doing? Um, we're doing okay. It's a Friday, which is nice. Doing splendid. Thanks yeah. for asking. <laughs> I woke up thinking it was Saturday today. So oh, I mean, no. it's yeah. Friday then. But it's Friday. And it's Saturday, Friday. Sunday. <laughs> but the weather is terrible outside, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the lunchbox moment. And we are going to start off just by talking about our ethnic backgrounds and what it was like for us growing up in the kitchen. Yeah, so um, my name's Olivia. I'm a Korean American. And Probably one of my favorite foods growing up is kimchi fried rice. Sounds bomb. I love kimchi. Yeah, it's just... I've never actually had that before. It's Um, really good. It's so good. I'm Anushka. Um, I'm an Indian American. And then one of my favorite foods was... um, It's actually still my favorite food. It's roti with gobi mutra sabji. So it's basically like cauliflower and peas. And it's like fried with a bunch of different spices. Mm -hmm. And then it's with roti, which is like a flatbread, which is very good. I love roti. It's oh, so yeah. good. Oh, yeah. I really want to try that. I've heard of it, and it looks yeah. so good. I'll bring it to you sometime. Wait, can you actually bring <laughs> some next time? I'm yeah. so down for that. And my name is Xavier, and I'm Filipino, and I think my favorite food growing up would be sinigang, and not much people know about it, but it's a kind of sour soup made with like pork and a bunch of vegetables mm. and sour fruits, and it just brings comfort and warmth every time I yeah. eat it. So, yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I love that. Well, my name is Jennifer. I'm a junior. Uh, thank you for having me today. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Shout out to our first junior. <laughs> our yes. I'm Mexican-American, and my favorite dish growing up, and still is my favorite dish, is something called flautas or tacos dorados. Ooh. <laughs> yes. I, the way you call it, I think, depends on the type of Hispanic that you are, really. But I love the way that my mom makes it specifically because she makes it a little differently from other people. She puts potatoes in it, and mm-hmm. I love it. And I especially love topping it with, like, cheese, sour cream, and my mom's best guacamole sauce, of course. And honestly, Sounds out of, like, bomb. all the Mexican foods, it's kind of basic in a way, but it, it, it's my favorite food. It, it's the go-to. That's the same thing with Indian food. Yeah. It's, like, it's very homey. Yeah, it's like nothing You know what you're getting. But yeah. Yeah. No, what Jenny said, it's basic, but you can just never go wrong with flautas. It's so good. I love it. It's not my favorite. Like, it is one of my favorites, but my... Oh, I'm Regina, by the way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hi, Regina. Um, I'm Regina, and I'm Mexican-American as well, if you couldn't tell by my reactions when Jenny was talking (laughs) about her food. And I love tacos al pastor, and... Growing up, my mom would always make calito con pollo y arroz, and it's so good. And 
I had it last night, actually. <laughs> okay, Tacos al pastor is basically just pork. And you actually put pineapple if you want on really? it. And that's the best okay. part. Ooh. Pineapple, cilantro, and onions. And it's so good. Love cilantro. I actually tried it with pineapple for the first time last year. And it was really? interesting. Cause I'm not the type of person to like pineapple on pizza. Like, oh, I think I that's kind of simple. I, <laughs> like, I, I just I I can't that do that. <laughs> but um, tacos al pastor with pineapple was an experience. And it made me feel closer to that type of culture. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it's great. But... Sorry, Regina, Tacos al Pastor is one of my least favorite type of tacos. We got a feud. We got a feud <laughs> here. No, literally. I'm, like, once again, kind of basic. I just like tacos con carne de res, which is, like, steak. Because yeah. it tastes good with everything. So. I made wow. an Americanized birria tacos last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I did oh use God, yeah. um, actual authentic Mexican peppers, and it was really good. Yeah, I saw yeah. his video actually on TikTok, yeah. and not gonna lie, that's probably better than whatever I can do. <laughs> thank so you. I was so thank Xavier you. is such a good cook, and like, Baker, thank you. like all the above. Flattering me. <laughs> so, as Regina said earlier, this episode is gonna mainly be focused on something we call the lunchbox moment. So. The lunchbox moment is kind of defined as something that's a shared experience of being judged for cultural or ethnic food by different people of color, but mainly Asian American children. So like for me personally, when I was in elementary school, I brought um, one of my favorite foods to school. I got made fun of a lot for it. And then the week later, I brought something that my family calls Rajma Javel, which is just beans and rice. It's very basic, but I got made fun of that too. And ever since, I've stopped bringing ethnic food to school. With me, it actually happened in like sixth grade where it was like the band trip. And I typically bought food mainly because I didn't want to bring my home food. But on this band trip, my mom made a fusion of Filipino and Mongolian food. And it was like in a bowl and everyone looked at it and was like, that's so weird. And I literally sat behind a bush and ate it. So, yeah, I kind of, like, that was kind of my experience. And I feel like because of that, I, like, bought food. And because my mom would make all these dishes. And I feel like, I don't know, kind of, like, ashamed that I didn't bring it to school. But I was so scared of being judged. Yeah, I think I first experienced it in, like, elementary school. Because I think one of my favorite lunches is rice with seaweed. And, like, I think people just didn't know what seaweed was or they thought it was really strange. Um, or even just bringing in, like, certain lunches. I guess people think it's, like, smelly or, like, really fishy. Um, but I also think it really matters, like, who you surround yourself with because especially in middle school and high school, I have I really don't care anymore, I think. Like, especially, like, my friend group, I think we all are of different backgrounds and, like, we're a lot more accepting of each other's, like, cultures and we kind of, like, want to try each other's foods. Um, and so I think that really helps because now I do bring, like, I literally have rice with seaweed for lunch today. I feel like that really does matter that being around people who are tolerant and are even, like, kind of appreciating your culture and are interested in trying out your culture is something, I guess not trying out your culture is not the way I would say it, but, like, <laughs> in trying out different foods um, really does help because it from going from elementary school to, like, being ashamed or just embarrassed to like now we're like I just bring in kind of whatever I want I think is helpful no I completely agree um I've just started actually bringing like ethnic food because I started in middle school I started really appreciating my culture I mean Indian culture is so rich and diverse um and I go home well last year I was home the entire year so I was eating like just 
Indian food every single day and I started loving it and like growing a new appreciation for it. So I actually go home for lunch almost every day now and I still go and eat that food. But when I bring food to school, I st like I've started bringing mm -hmm. different, almost like Indian lunches. It's mm -hmm. not like what I would eat at home because I can't really bring like yeah, yeah. A, a dal, which is like lentil soup. I can't bring that to school without yeah. spilling it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, my experience was very similar to all of yours, especially um, with yours, Anishka's. Like I literally brought rice and beans and like some crumbled cheese, which is like queso fresco in Spanish. And I think my mom also heated me up some like tortillas. I remember opening my lunchbox and someone going, why do you have beans for lunch? Why are you putting cheese on your beans? And it, it just stuck with me. Like it wasn't necessarily, I didn't feel like racist or anything like that, but it definitely felt like it was attacking me. <laughs> Maybe it was because we were young, like this happened in elementary school, but it, it really bothered me because I just stopped bringing home-cooked food from home. And I told my mom, I was like, please don't give me any more food. Like, that, that stuck with me, and I feel so bad every day for telling my mom to stop packing me lunch because that's, like, her sign of affection for me, you know? Mm -hmm. I think, like, growing up, I think we can all agree Hopewell is a predominantly white institution. As you said, Jenny, like, growing up, kind of opening that lunchbox and people questioning what type of food it is, it kind of has a really deep effect on us. Yeah, well, when people que would question my lunch, um... It was really negative. It had negative connotation to it, you know, like like how all of us here have just said. But it came to the point where even if somebody was pointing out interest in my lunch, I was still embarrassed because there was so much, like, negative. I had received so much negativity. It came to the point where I just didn't want anyone to say anything about my lunch. I just wanted it to be invisible. And same thing with Jenny. Like, my mom would take time out of her morning to prepare me these lunches and I, I just kept telling her like no I don't want to eat this because I don't want them to say anything mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to notice like I my biggest memory was probably quesadillas like I was just they were like why just cheese and tortilla you know mm -hmm. I don't want to be questioned and so that was my mom loved to make those for me but I told her to stop making them and why should we tell our parents to stop making us stuff yeah. like I bet that made my mom very sad and mm -hmm. I'm really sad about it to this day. And also, one of my core memories, <laughs> you could say, is one time I I brought cucumbers, and they were cut up into little pieces. And I, my mom, she was adorable. She went to, like, the Mexican food market, and she got these little mini tajin. If you guys know what tajin is, it's this little... The spice. Yeah, yeah, seasoning. And these mini ones that were, like, lunch Aww. size. So I could Aww. put them on my cucumbers. And I, obviously, I got comments about it, so that was really upsetting. Yeah, I think Regina made a good point. Sometimes it's just better if people don't say anything about your lunch at all, because, like on one hand, it it, it is nice when people say, "Oh, I like to try that." Um, but also sometimes it just days like you don't want anyone to say anything about your lunch, because even like them making a comment about how like it can just make you. It just it is different, even mm -hmm. if it's like a nice comment. It is still suggesting that like it's different than what everyone else is packing and I feel like there are times where um I'd have to like no no one would even say anything but I would go out of my way to like explain what it was to almost like destigmatize or like make it seem like less scary or less strange and like I almost felt obligated to do that and I totally shouldn't have been obligated to do that but even just like small things like that can really make 
you go out of your way to like make it seem like oh yeah it's it's like what you guys are eating if that makes sense no yeah i completely agree like everyone i'm indian food is great but like when i bring in the indian food everyone always says oh my god i love indian food and i'm so happy that you do i'm so happy you appreciate my culture but I don't go and stand next to your turkey sandwich and say, oh, my God, do you want a turkey sandwich? Like, that's great. I love turkey sandwiches. Like, okay, and? Like, yeah. it's just food. Like, I appreciate you appreciating what I've brought, but just leave yeah. me alone to eat my lunch. It almost feels like pity. Yeah, exactly. Like, forced, yeah, I think, I is, like, like... It's just weird. Yeah, like, forced. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We need to normalize, not even just making it a big deal, whether it is a positive or negative connotation. Because it's just food and someone's lunch, and we don't need to try to make them feel any, like, praise or any pity. Like, just treat someone's lunch like a normal lunch, because it is a normal lunch. Mm -hmm. We need to normalize diversity, and by normalizing that and how we can do that is not treating it any different. Yeah, and it's like... What, there's one thing to just say, oh, my God, your lunch looks so good today. Like, I do yeah. that with, like, someone's pasta yeah. even. But, like, it's another thing to stand there and then make an entire conversation about it. Where That's where it gets to. Like, I love getting compliments about my lunch because I take time to make my lunch and so do my parents. Um, but it's, like, once it's more than just, like, one remark and it's, like, mm-hmm. like just an entire conversation, yeah. it's, then it's yeah. a little much. Yeah, no, exactly. Because, like, it's fine if you're, like, what you said about how like oh your lunch looks great or that smells amazing or something like that mm-hmm. that's fine because you can say that about anything but it's when you say oh your mexican dish is so yeah. good it's yeah. like it's like <laughs> i don't want to so go awkward, as, yeah like, i don't want to go as far to say this but it kind of gives me the same vibes as like when people are like oh you're pretty for a mexican girl mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> oh, <laughs> your lunch saying, looks good saying. for it be, to be mexican food yeah. one in um situation that happened one time is someone came to my house and we were having food and i wanted to introduce them to like tacos dorados because that's a, such a simple mexican dish and then the next day i remember them being like i usually don't like mexican food but that was actually really good and i was like actually really good <laughs> like what were you why did you think it would be yeah. bad why would you think yeah. i would feed you something disgusting i don't know it, it just it was at one hand i was like great i'm glad you <laughs> okay. liked it like, okay but well, you could have just complimented it and yeah. you know gone with your day it's i did not need all that it was like indian food because everyone always says like oh my god indian food is so like heavy it makes my stomach hurt that's not normal like indian food that's party food what you're getting at a restaurant is so different than what i eat at home every day mm-hmm. it's like there's so many different levels to it and then they say oh my god that didn't actually hurt my stomach it was actually tasty like it's okay i'm happy you liked it but like, <laughs> uh, why did you walk aggressive. into this like thinking you were gonna like hate it and you're gonna have like just like the worst stomach cramps afterwards the worst is the chain restaurants oh, yeah. when Don't when you that. ask them Don't. what specifically like makes your stomach hurt taco bell well there's your problem yeah, in yeah. the first place that you're going to taco bell and calling that Full mexican MSG. food yeah. <laughs> what? yeah it's like this weird thing where on one hand i like it's nice when people appreciate your culture but also like even them just making a comment like oh like that looks so or like people will i pack like rice bowls and people will be like is that sushi which is like it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely not and it's just like this weird like even teachers will ask i'm like it's fine i guess because they're curious but it's kind of like i don't want to make a big deal about my like i just want to eat but like i think it's fine to say like oh like that looks really good or like that smells really great because that's 
more universal and it doesn't feel like you're like targeting them or singling them out because they packed something like new because you could just say that about anyone's lunch Mm -hmm. i feel like everyone especially with asian americans they think that all asian americans eat boba and sushi and ramen and that's it when there's so and and butter chicken as for that culture and i just think it's just so like it kind of like annoys me that's Mm -hmm. all you think of it and you just like kind of pick and choose of like what you think of a certain type of ethnic Uh food and culture when Mm -hmm. in reality it's so much more than that and there's so many more diverse things yeah so how can we prevent and what can we do as an ally to make these feelings of embarrassment turn into empowerment and taking pride in culture i feel like we already kind of talked about this but just making like surrounding yourself with people that like they don't have to be the same culture because on one hand that's nice because like there is solidarity already there but even just surrounding your people like surrounding yourself with people that aren't gonna make a huge deal out of it or even just like interested um just like people who you do feel comfortable with and you know that you won't be like judged for your culture um or your lunch I agree completely. Elementary school, even middle school, I feel like I surrounded myself with people that were nothing like me or didn't have any type of experience like me. Having, like, going through school and people making fun of your, like, food. Like, with you guys, I would be perfectly fine eating my food in front of you. But this year, like, which I'm really happy about, I've made friends where I can eat my food and be comfortable. And we've also done this thing where every end of the month we bring in food from our culture and we kind of just swap it. Oh, I so like that's, that. like, really that's fun. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great because it's, like, not necessarily it's, like, not having white friends because, like, my white friends will eat our food, too. But it's just, like, surrounding yourself by people that share similar experiences. Like, my friends are not Mexican. There's barely any Hispanics in this school. <laughs> like, I, you know? Yeah. But they're, like, South Asian or East Asian, and we swap our food, and it's, like, the greatest time. Oh, yeah. It's really comforting. Like, encourage people to try out your food so then – if you see them enjoy it, you'll feel a little bit more comfortable enjoying your food by yourself, if that makes sense. Like, in fifth grade, I bought, uh, um, I brought tacos dorados to, like, our pool party, like, in Fair Tavern. It was, like, this pool oh party. My God. And it was a huge hit. And I was amazed. Like, yeah. the tacos were done within, like, 20 minutes. Like, oh and people God, wanted so seconds. Fun. And afterwards, people would kind of bother me and be like, where's the recipe at? I oh, want more. Nice or tell your mom to bring more next time. And that made me feel appreciative. Yeah. And I felt so proud of my culture and proud of myself and proud of my mom and proud of, like, who I was because people were really being kind to me because of Mm -hmm. just food. Like, food can bring people together. So I feel like that's another thing. It's like... (laughs) That is so, so true. Wait, I just want to say... That was beautiful, Jenny. That was was a beautiful memory. That was the quote of the day. (laughs) Food can bring people together. This one last thing I want to just mention was that, like, um, also to people like who are of different cultures also knowing that like at the end of the day it's not your responsibility necessarily to like educate other people you know i feel like this is like probably not the best way to like explain this but like not caring and like if people are gonna judge you that's their issue and like they they got to be educated and they got to sort out their own issues but just like eating what makes you happy and knowing that they're not everyone is like that, and you're going to find people who can actually respect your culture. So, yeah. But that kind of moves us into the, another point. What can you do as an ally? I think exactly what Jenny said earlier. Encouragement is super important because 
All, all of my friends asked me about birria tacos when they, it trended on TikTok. Like, social media oh, yeah. can bring us together like everyone on tiktok saw like how tasty and how good the tacos looked and all of my friends started asking me about it and they wanted to try it they wanted to to see learn more about it so i think encouraging stuff on social media platforms encouraging within your friends at your school i think that that's super important i think also as an ally trying different foods and not your usual tgi fridays or like (laughs) basic mcdonald's like go try and not taco bell and when i say trying other foods i do not mean taco bell or panda express i mean going to authentic homemade small businesses full of many different cultures i think trying that is going to really open you up and i know it might be a little taunting at first because it's out of your comfort zone but to get in a comfort zone you have to get uncomfortable first yes that's such a good idea yes so many life lessons in this episode yes (laughs) literally otherwise you'll never figure out like what does make you comfortable if you don't step out of your comfort zone exactly Exactly. i completely agree because like there's foods within each culture that i'm sure like everyone has that like oh my god i really love butter chicken for example like that's what you always hear from someone's mouth when they think of indian food but there's so many things and like especially like i know specifically for india there's like over 40 languages and like 20 religions and like there's so much culture there that like Mm -hmm. you could focus on one spot and like never have everything that they have in that culture that's crazy yeah that is so cool and it's like you just have to branch out you have to exactly like get uncomfortable to get comfortable to finish up i think please take pride in your culture one of my biggest regrets is telling my mom to stop making me ethnic lunches and you know i think that we should always remember where we come from not only like where we're going but also make your parents happy you know yeah your culture is important to not only your parents but who you are as a person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and your culture is diverse it's beautiful take pride in it beautiful message xavier of course (laughs) thank you all so much for joining us today for this episode for more student-ran podcasts visit hbspn.com And subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever else you find your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, at CareHV. And stay tuned for next episode. Bye, Bye, guys. Thank you. Signing off.